Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. We were in the middle of this little series we're doing called, God, What Are You Saying to Me? You know, and we've been, and as as I've thought about this series, I thought about how many times people want to hear the voice of God. How many times I wanted to hear the voice of God. And I found in my experience that God doesn't speak to this loud, booming voice. Go this way. God doesn't speak that way. In, at least in my experience. And, and God doesn't also speak in the way with the loud, cl- cloud parting experiences, right? You look in the sky, God, what should I do? And you expect the clouds to part. And I want you to walk through door number one, not door number two. The Lord doesn't speak to us this way that I find. But yet, He speaks to us, the Bible says, in the still, small voice. And I believe we are all in a season. Like we talked about last time, that we're, find our, we're finding ourselves in situations where we're saying to ourselves, God, what are you saying to me right now? And I think about the Apostle Paul and the shipwreck that he was on. Some of you guys know the story. It's an amazing story. So here he is. He's in this house meeting, and he's doing this ministry, and there's a bunch of people there, and it's great. And he's got in his heart to go to Rome to preach the gospel. And then this prophet stands up at this meeting and warns him that the one who goes to to Rome is going to be bound in a certain way. He tells him, you're going to be bound. And and almost like, don't go. And then the people there, the the people that are there sitting there for the meetings, they're saying, don't go, Paul. They're urging him not to go. They're saying, please don't go. Can't you see God is telling you not to go? But something inside of Paul. Paul says, I must go. I must go. And so he goes, and he's on a ship. And in the middle of the sea, there's the storm hits this ship. And the Lord tells them that they're going to be okay. But still, I want you to, to imagine what's going on in his mind. This storm is hitting him. He's probably thinking back to what they said at the house. Don't go to Rome. <laughs> right? And so not only does the storm hit the ship, the storm destroys the ship. And now he and all the people on the ship, they're in the water. They're floating on planks and pieces of wood. Can you just imagine what is going on in his mind? They told me not to go to Rome. Now I'm floating around on this piece of wood in the middle of the sea looking for land. I can hear him saying this, God, what are you saying to me? We're going to talk about this today. Come on, let's pray with me, and let's believe God to get some revelation here. Let's grow in our Christian faith today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for the word of God. We thank you for the privilege to minister the word of God. And I pray, Father, for the hearer. I pray, Lord God, that there would just be enlightenment, that we would all climb higher in you. And Father, find the purpose and the destiny that you've called for us. So, Father, we just give you all the honor and the glory and the praise for it in Jesus' name. God, what are you saying to me? 
We found out last week that God speaks to us, and he speaks to us in the voices, in the voices of circumstances. We talked about how God speak to us, speaks to us in timing, and today we're going to talk about how God speaks to us uh, through other people. It's going to be a lot of fun today, and how sometimes God speaks to us through nature. Yeah nature. All right, but before we do, you have to believe more than anything that God loves you and that God wants you to know his voice and that God wants you to hear his voice in those moments when you say, God, what are you saying to me? God wants to answer. All right, Romans 8 verses 14 through 16. Let's read this together. Come on, open your Bibles there and let's see what the Bible says because this is so beautiful. I want to build your faith to hear God speak to you. Romans 8, 14 through 16. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, or those who hear the voice of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Come on, do I have any children of God out there today? Come on, put that in the chat. Come on, talk to one another, minister one to another. There's some children of God listening today. Come on. Uh, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Verse 15, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Abba is a Jewish term of endearment that little children would use when they saw their daddy come home. They would say, Abba, to their daddy. It's so amazing that the writer here, the Apostle Paul, the same one who's floating on that piece of wood in the sea, writes this. He says, Abba, Father. And you have to know that Abba, Father, was with Paul on the sea. You got to know that Abba, Father, is with you right now. Abba, Father, wants to speak to us in the middle of whatever situation that we find ourselves in. Because when you cry out to God and you say, God, what are you saying to me? I'm telling you, he wants to speak to you. He wants to make it so clear to you. Because why? We're children of God. God didn't go this crazy and all through this elaborate experience to send Jesus to die for you and I, only for you and I to grope in the darkness for the rest of our life. This experience was done. The finished work of Jesus was accomplished so that you and I could spend time with God, with Abba, and we could receive all that he has for us, that we wouldn't have to be in the dark any longer. Now notice what verse 16 says here, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Man, I want you, I want to hone in on this scripture right here. The spirit testifies, it illuminates, it speaks to us. I call it the bam, all right? Here's what I mean by this. Have you ever been in a situation when you were pondering something, you were thinking about something, and you were trying to get some information, and the pieces of the puzzle were starting to, 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 to come together, and you were starting to kind of see something, but it yet wasn't clear, and then you met somebody, or you read something, or you heard something, and it was the missing piece, and it just went, Bam, and, it, and you just went on the inside, oh, now I see it. Now it's clear to me. Have you ever had that experience? That's what this is talking about. You and I can have that 
bam, that experience, bam, God, what are you saying to me? And he bams us and he helps us to see that's what this is all about. It's one of the blessings that we received when Jesus died on the cross because he wanted his finished work to be able to provide answers for you and I. He didn't want you and I to wander through life aimlessly. He wanted you and I to learn how to develop a relationship with him and to come to him. He is the Abba. He is the leader of our life. And even in difficult times, in difficult situations, just like we find ourselves in the pandemic, even in this situation, Abba wants to speak to us Abba wants to lead us, and he wants to bear witness with us. He wants to be that bam on the inside. Come on, somebody put that in the chat. Bam. All right. God often speaks to us, though, through the voice of others. Now, last week we talked about how he speaks to us in circumstances, how he speaks to us in timing, and today I want to talk to you about how he speaks to us in the voice of others. All right, we've all been in situations where where we spoke, we were speaking to somebody, and while we were talking to them, we received enlightenment, while we received a missing piece of information. I will never forget, one of the most amazing testimonies I have about this is it involves my, my daughter, my, my firstborn daughter. When she was in kindergarten, um, or actually when we were getting, it was during her kindergarten years, okay, she was experiencing, um, the simple fact that she didn't want to go to school. <laughs> and so, I mean, the whole family knew it. All the cousins knew it. Everybody knew it. That Victoria did not want to go to school. And as a kindergartner, she just gave us the hardest time about going to school. And so that first six weeks, there was so much stress trying to get this kid into school. Stress on us, stress on the principals, stress on the teachers, because she just didn't want to go to school. No matter what mom and dad said, no matter how encouraging we were, no matter how threatening we were, come on somebody, she just didn't want to go. And so I'll never forget this. We were at a harvest party. Because remember, school starts in September, and we were at a harvest party, which is about six or seven weeks after school started. And there was a presenter. We were just doing some fun things on stage, and, and they gave a little gospel message, and she was there. She got candy, and, and, and you know, she was having fun. But we noticed that she got a little quiet during the meeting. And so Jeannie and I... We just figured out she wasn't feeling well. Maybe she had too much candy. So it was funny. And so uh, we're driving home and kids are in the car and Victoria was sitting up close to us and, and she says, you know, mom and dad, Jesus spoke to me tonight. We said, what are you talking about? She says, no, Jesus spoke to me tonight. And we're like, oh, that's, that's nice. We were just blowing it off because we knew the presenter was just preaching and he gave a little gospel message and it was awesome you know she goes no 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 you don't understand jesus spoke to me tonight well we're like okay what did he say baby what did he say and she said no jesus told me that he wants to stop he wants me to stop giving you a hard time about going to school because he wants to teach me about him at that school you talk about a mic drop moment. You want to talk about a situation where we're driving along and we're like, what? God spoke 
to my daughter, my kindergartner, through the voice of somebody else. Yes, this is how God can do it sometimes. If we stay humble and we stay teachable, God can reveal himself to you, okay? And, and a lot of you probably had the same experiences where, 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 you know, in a conversation with somebody or maybe in a church service. Hey, I'll never forget this time, too, in this church service where I was teaching a message on going on the offense with your walk with God, going on the offense and, and, and not laying down and let the enemy just run over you, okay? And, and so it was just, just an encouraging message. And, and at the end of the service, this businessman that was in our church, he was waiting to speak to me. He never waited to speak with me. He always came in and he left early, okay? But today he decided to wait. And so I greeted him, we shook hands, and he said, I just want you to know something. I know exactly what I need to do with my business. He said, while I was listening to you teach, I heard the Lord tell me to sell my business and start another one. I said, sir, I never said that in my sermon. And he said, yes, you did. I said, no, I never said that in my sermon. He says, oh, yes, you did. So I said, well, if you think, if you said I did, well, then I did. Listen, he left that church service and he went out, sold his business, and started the business that, that he felt like the Lord was telling him. He did so well. It's probably 10 times better than the business that he had. Why? He let the Lord speak to him through somebody else. Isn't that awesome? Friends, I want you to know, sometimes that's how God speaks to us. I know we want to hear the loud, booming voice. I know we just want to hear the little still voice all the time, but sometimes... We're so stubborn, or sometimes we're, we're, we're being so unteachable. Sometimes we're just being so stressed out that it takes the voice of somebody else to speak to us. I'll never forget another situation where we were getting ready to buy a piece of real estate in Florida. Lived, at Michi lived in Michigan. We're going to buy this Florida real estate. And we were there, and we were signing, and, it was, and, and the price was very expensive. Very expensive. Florida real estate was just going up like crazy. And so I had reservations about it, you know, while I was there, but we wanted to buy because everybody was buying and it was like this, this, this pressure. Everybody's buying, buy, 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 right? And so, so we signed a contract and, I, and, and we took the purchase agreement at home. And I said, I, I need to take this home and just think about it just for a day or two and, and then I'll get back to you. And they said, well, you better go quickly because they're going fast. Just more pressure, you know how they do. And so in the middle of this waiting, in the middle of, of trying to, God, what are you saying to me here? Okay? Remember, that's what we're talking about. God, what are you saying to me? Um, I, had, I had this thought to call a friend of mine, an, a business associate, an old timer, that just, uh, he just, you know, one of these guys that just knows a lot about a lot of things. And I called him and I just said, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to buy this thing. And I just, what do you think? And he said, Dino, don't do it. Don't buy anything right now. I was like, why? He said, the markets are about to crash. Don't do anything right now. I was like, are you sure? He's yes, I'm in mortgage lending. I can see the signs that are coming. Don't buy anything right now. I was like, okay. So we didn't buy. And, here, and he was exactly right. 60 days later, there was a crash in real estate. And that same group could not give that property away that we were trying to buy for 40 cents on the dollar. Yeah, God spoke to us through somebody else. Friends, I'm telling you, 
God will do the same thing if you will let him. God wants to speak to you. Okay, so, and one of the things, I just want to leave a little nugget here. One of the, one of the best people that we can listen to is our spouses. Yeah, our spouses seem to be sometimes that voice of God to us. And all the people who are married, you know exactly what I am talking about. I cannot tell you how many times I was getting ready to, to do something. And, you know, and Jeannie shows up and says, you know what, I think we should think twice about that. And sure enough, man, God spoke to me through her. But you got to let your spouse speak to you. You need to let your spouse talk to you. I believe this is one of the ways that God speaks to us is through the voice of others. And when that happens, when you find yourself in a tiff, in a struggle, you're in the heat of a moment, in the heat of a discussion, I'm going to just give you this little nugget. When you find yourself having a spirited conversation with your spouse because you want to go left and she says we should go right, come on, somebody, take some time and just listen. Say this, God, what are you saying through this? Okay. And if you lower your pride, if you lower your, your, all that pressure and you settle all the noise, you'll hear exactly now, you know what? And here's the beauty of this all, right? It works both ways. You know, sometimes we get the impression that it's, it's just the wives that always hear. Jeannie will tell you that I hear too for her. I mean, it may only be like 20% of the time, but it's okay. I still hear. <laughs> God will speak through the voice of others. Friends, I want to challenge you. Let him. God can speak through the voice of a sermon. He can speak through the voice of praise and worship. He can speak through the voice of a in-law. He can speak through the voice of a trusted advisor. Let God speak to you. God, what are you saying? All right, listen, God can also speak to us through the voice of nature. I love this. This is one that is overlooked, but this is one that I promise you a lot of us have experienced God can speak to us through the voice of nature. Think about this. Jesus said, he used examples all the time. He said, even the lilies, the lilies, God feeds them. God protects them. Look at them, Jesus said. Learn from them. He was using nature to make illustrations and to speak to people. And throughout the scriptures, God was always using nature to speak to people. I think of, of, of Balaam in the book of Numbers 22. It's an amazing story where God uses a donkey. He uses a donkey to speak to this rebellious prophet. Yes, and spares his life. If God can use a donkey, he can use anything. Real good friend of mine, real good friend of mine uh, was going through a tough season in his life. And he was failed marriage, failed business, dealing with all kinds of depression and and, you know, his relationship with God was growing cold. Um, he was struggling. And um, so I just, and I was just being his friend. I was just trying to help him along. And I will never forget this. And um, he, he wanted to kind of just restart his life with God. He'd, sl- he'd slipped in such a uh, state of depression that he was uh, struggling in his own walk with God. And he tells this story. is so amazing, okay? This bird started showing up at his window 
every morning and starts clicking this bird, clicking the window, clicking the window and waking him up. And so he'd go to the window, there's that bird again. And he's like, well, while I'm up, I'm gonna read the Bible. So he gets up and he reads the Bible. Next morning, bird shows up again. Click, 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 click. He's like, well, while I'm up, I'm gonna read the Bible. And he said, this went on for 30 days. And while every day that bird woke him up and he started reading the Bible, life started to come back to him. He started to restart his walk with God. He started to restart his prayer time with God. And not only did he restart his prayer time, he ended up actually restarting his business. He ended up getting involved in another relationship. His life completely turned around all through the voice of nature, a bird. Next time that bird starts showing up at your window, say it, God, what are you saying to me? Come on, somebody. I was thinking about, I was thinking about five years ago when I was involved in a major transition in my life, major transition, life change, complete life change, uh, career change, move changes. It was just one of those seasons where I was needing to reinvent some things, okay? And it was a struggle. There was hurt that was involved, uh, misunderstanding. And so it was a very hard time in my life. And so um, I remember uh, being on a cruise. Jeannie and I took a cruise. We took the kids out and we just said, you know, we just need to get away for a little bit. And I got up one morning real early and I was at the back of the ship and I was just looking out the back, just over the waves, just just monitoring what was happening there, just admiring the wake that those big cruise ships leave. If you've ever seen them, you know what I'm talking about. And I was just sitting there and I was pondering. I was talking to the Lord about my future. It's like, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And I heard him say something that was so awesome. He said right there, he said, what are you doing in the back of the ship? He says, I want you to go to the front of the ship right now. So I said, okay, I know, I heard him. I knew he was saying, go to the front of the ship. So I walked all the way to the front. And the whole time I'm walking, I said, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And I stood there at the front of the, right at the, the peak of the ship, you know, just like in the Titanic. <laughs> I, stood, I got right out there. And I looked across the horizon. And the Lord said to me, he said, look out there. He said, this is your life. This is what I have for you. I have this broad horizon where all things are possible. I want you to look at the front of your life, not at the rear of your life. I am telling you, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And from that point to where I am today, God was true to his word. I mean, he was so true to what he said to me that day and what, what has transpired since that time. God used the voice of nature to speak to me. And you know what? He'll use the voice of nature to speak to you too. And I believe some of you have kind of experienced this. When you're outside walking around, let the sunshine minister to you. Let, let, let leaves minister to you. Let the turning of the leaves minister to you. I mean, when we started this ministry a couple of summers ago, I remember sitting in this dining room right here, just dealing with all kinds of, of, of thoughts and being overwhelmed. There was so much to do and, 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 and so many moving parts, so many people to talk to. Everybody was gone. I was here alone, and I just didn't know what was coming next. And I remember sitting here at this kitchen table 
And I was just talking to the Lord. Lord, what are you saying to me? I was so overwhelmed. And I was looking out in my backyard. And then, I, and then the most amazing thing happened. One deer showed up. Two deer. Three. Four. I'm sitting at my table and suddenly there are four deer right in my backyard, right up with their head on the patio. And then they did this thing. They all like laid down and rested there. I'm watching this. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm watching this. And I'm saying, this is amazing. And I found myself saying, God, what are you saying to me? And I had this sense of awe in this experience. And I kept hearing the Lord saying, it's going to be okay. I've got this. It's going to be okay. I went from being overwhelmed to being awed. Come on. Are you with me? This is what God wants to do for you. You find yourself in situations like, God, what are you saying to me? Now, here's a conflict. When we find ourselves in situations like this, the enemy will always use seasons of uncertainty to make you feel like you don't measure up. He'll always use seasons of uncertainty, apprehension, uh, like when we're in right now, the season of this pandemic, to make you feel that you're not doing good, to make you feel like you're not good enough, to make you feel that you're not worthy enough. That's his specialty. That when we get into this apprehension or to this uncertainty, because then what happens, we'll shut down. And what will happen, when we shut down, we will allow the voice of condemnation to start speaking to us. We'll start allowing the voice of failure, the voice that we don't measure up, the voice that we don't have what it takes. So there's no way God can speak to us. There's no way that God can use us. Come on, are you guys with me? And here's the deal. The Apostle Paul, who was floating on that piece of wood in the middle of the ocean or the sea, okay? He wrote Romans 8.1, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I believe he was saying that to himself when he was floating out there. There's no condemnation. And listen, here's why we know that. Because God doesn't have any condemnation in heaven. Listen, condemnation is of the devil. Don't let him put it on you. If you allow condemnation to come on you, then you are yielding to him. You are yielding to defeat. I want you to rise above defeat and realize that there is no condemnation in heaven. There is no condemnation in Jesus. Jesus isn't condemning you about a single thing. Come on. The Bible says that Jesus didn't come into this world to condemn the world, but he came to save it. Listen, if he's not going to condemn an unbeliever, why would he condemn a believer? Why would he condemn one of his children? And I believe Paul knew that that day when he's floating out there at sea. I believe he knew there was no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, which is the reason why as soon as he got to shore, he started helping people. He started putting a fire together and a snake jumped out and bit him. And while all the villagers thought he was going to die, he lived. And at that point, the villagers knew anybody who survives a snake bite like this, there's something special on his life. And the word got back to the governor of the island of what happened to this man who didn't die and the governor wanted to see him and and so Paul went and saw the guy and the governor had somebody sick in his house and 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 Paul went in there and prayed for him the man got healed and suddenly a revival service broke out on the island 
Imagine what was going on inside of Paul. Earlier in that house, Bible study, they told him not to go, and now he's in the middle of a revival service. We cannot allow conflict. We cannot allow condemnation or the feelings of unworthiness to affect us from hearing God speak to us in the voice of circumstances, in the voice of timing, in the voice of other people, and in the voice of nature. I believe that we are in a season right now where all of us were saying, God, what are you saying to me? He is speaking. Friends, listen, right now, I really believe that you've been encouraged and that you have to understand that God wants to speak to us and he wants us to understand beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now take this the right way, that we are worthy, not because of anything that we have done, but because of everything that Jesus has done. Jesus died on the cross, I didn't. Jesus paid the price for the sin of the world. I didn't. So whenever we feel feelings of unworthiness, they don't come from God. It doesn't come from heaven. It comes from the enemy. And it comes from the enemy who influences us. And I, I just want you to understand this. God, what are you saying to us? Here's something else he's saying right now. You're beloved. You're accepted. Listen to this one. You're doing better than you think in this pandemic. You're doing better than you think as a Christian. Don't accept condemnation. Don't accept those feelings of unworthiness, especially because Jesus paid the price. And I hope you will take some time today to find yourself and say, God, what are you saying to me? Even in the middle of the sermon, even in the middle of our time together, God, what are you saying? I hope one of the things you hear is to prepare, is to get yourself ready, because I just believe we are in a season of major preparation for some beautiful things that are coming and for some difficult things that are coming. And when all that stuff starts, in the middle of all of it, we need to be able to say, God, what are you saying? And right now, you may be watching, you say, you have never heard these things before. And you wanna know these things. You wanna hear them. You wanna be able to have God speak to you and direct you and lead you and guide you. Yeah, it all begins first by making sure that Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, by you inviting him into your life to be your personal savior. So one of the things I just wanna do right now, if you're watching today, you say, Pastor Dino, I have never invited Jesus into my life. I don't know what that means. I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Then we can start one right now. I knew Jesus religiously. I did not have a personal relationship with him when I was raised in church so religiously. It wasn't until I was 16 years old when somebody asked me that question. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? And I said, no. She prayed with me over the phone. I'm gonna pray with you right over this broadcast right now. And I received Jesus and my whole life turned around. When you receive Jesus, it, a brand new life begins. And so right where you are right now, you say, Pastor Dino, I want 
this brand new life. I want this new life. I want Jesus to be my savior and I want Jesus to be my friend. Then pray this prayer right here with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want a personal relationship with you. I believe God sent you to the earth to die for my sin. And God raised you up from the dead to pay for my sin. I receive you as my savior. Help me start a brand new life. In your name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.